The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course... Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. It's the NBA Gambling Podcast hosted by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we're here on Wednesday afternoon, more like Wednesday night. We're recording for Thursday's show. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that does practically every sport you can imagine. This guy's just a hustler, man. Munaf, the sports nerd, Manji. What's good, bro? How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well, man. I appreciate the love. Uh, you know, I was wondering before we got on, I said we're going to wait till halftime. I wonder how many minutes of real time the NBA in total has wasted or looked into when Patrick Beverly's getting reviewed for a flagrant foul. What would you, you set the over-under at? Jesus Christ, man. Like it's been at least 20, 20 minutes, at least in this game alone. Like Jesus, man, like for the series, it's gotta be at least that like it's right. unbelievable. Like I, I think this is actually one thing I wanted to bring up and we didn't even talk about this in advance, but the amount of time it's taken to review calls and the types of calls that they're electing to review. Can we just, can the NBA just have a kumbaya moment at the end of the season and realize that this shit is just stupid. You're yeah. wasting time the fouls aren't even that hard. Like I'm, I'm surprised at that last call um, to end the half that they didn't call it a flagrant because he did hit him in the head, but he was going for the ball. He made contact with the ball. So it was a good call for once, but usually the way that they've been calling that that's a flagrant one. And yeah. it's just ridiculous at this point, like how soft the league is and it's playoff basketball. Like I get it in the regular season, you know, there's some kind of home calls that go that way, but like, you gotta, you gotta respect and, and just let the people play at this stage in the playoffs, man, like it's there's too much at stake here to be potentially getting people thrown out of games, yeah. getting extra points for some bullshit that's just a regular ass foul. Yeah, it's 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 a NBA playoffs, man. You gotta you gotta let them play, and if it's 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 playoff fouls, man. If it, if it's if it's something excessive that you see, for sure go review it. But man, right. some of these calls they they're going to the monitor for everything. If I'm you know they're wagging their fingers in the air, they're gonna go take a look <laughs> at it. But uh, yeah, NBA's got to definitely do something uh in the off season to address these reviews because they're taking way too long, way too long. Yeah, it's got to be something with having Steve Jabby on payroll, man, because that dude's definitely making his money. I don't think he expected oh, sure. to be on TV as much as he <laughs> is these days. Dude thought he was retired. He's in the booth getting more FaceTime than practically the announcers at this point. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so today's today's show, man, we're going to go down, go through a list of uh, things that are top of mind here. The Blazers just made a, a pretty big, substantial signing replacing Terry Stotts with Chauncey Billups. So we'll talk about that for a little bit. Yep. We'll also get into the biggest news probably of the playoffs is what is the status of Giannis Antetokounmpo going forward? Fortunately, it looks like he dodged the bullet here, but we'll we'll get uh, Manaf's thoughts on what his prospects look like for the rest of the season, or sorry, for the rest of the playoffs. Sure. Uh, Kawhi Leonard 
you know, he's going to be missing. It was just announced that he's going to be missing the rest of the Western Conference Finals. And then we'll just talk about, you know, handicapping the game for tomorrow between the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's kick it off, man. Uh, let's start with Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Now, um, you know, he was supposedly in a three-man race, three-woman men, <laughs> woman-man race there with yeah. uh, Becky Hammond and uh, Mike D'Antoni. Looks like Chauncey won out and, you know, Damian Lillard, you know, fished his wish with getting a a point guard, a former point guard Hall of Famer. Mm. Um, great resume, but unfortunately has a, a little bit of a checkered past. I, I'll be honest, man. I was probably I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't remember the 97 incident that, you know, got brought up in terms of, you know, him having a settlement and yeah. whatever the case may be. Optically, though, man, the, the Blazers are in some hot water here. So I'm just curious of what your thoughts are. If you think that this is enough. Is there enough heat on the Blazers for Dame to force his way out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they consulted Damian Lillard before they made the hire of Chauncey Billups, right? And and we saw the press conference where the the incident with you know Billups from 1997 came up. I mean, I was I don't even I honestly didn't even know about it. I was nine years old at the time, <laughs> and and this is the first time I even heard about it. And it's what twenty something years later that. They brought it up. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it or whatever, but right. we'll just we'll, we'll talk about basketball. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they talked they talked to Damian Lillard about you know hiring Chauncey Billups and Billups. You know, he has a high IQ. I think he was a very high IQ point guard all throughout his career, his days with the Detroit Pistons, uh, when he was with Denver and so on. So um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Damian Lillard wants now. I mean, I think his priority right now is going to be with team USA uh, Olympics basketball. And, and I was discussing this with Zach. It's going to be interesting to see that some of the guys on that roster, if he develops, you know, deeper relationships with those guys that either one, he's trying to recruit them to Portland. Some of the guys on the, on that team are, you know, Bradley Beal, a guy that can, you know, we heard about during the season that may went out of Washington um, you know, Draymond Green is on there. We talked about how he, uh, Damian Lillard's from Oakland. Um, and there's a couple other guys on there too. Kevin Love, I think there's been rumors for years and years about getting that guy to Portland somehow. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. I told Zach, I think that I think he's he's one of the most loyal guys in the NBA. But when push comes to shove, he's been there. He's given his everything to this city of Portland and that organization. And when they're not creating that championship roster for him to compete and, you know, they only got to the Western conference finals once, I believe under Terry Stotts, right. They need to create that roster under Damian Lillard, because now you're going to, if they don't, they're going to lose another top tier guard in this, in this league to a team to God forbid it's the Lakers or the Warriors where, you know, it'll be another super team, but uh, I I just hope that he stays there because you know he is the face of the franchise. And we when we talk about Portland Trailblazers, the first person that comes to mind is for me one Clyde Drexler, uh, Arvidas Sabonis, and then Damian Lillard. Those are the guys that kind of come up for me. So I kind of want to get your thoughts. What you also think about the Damian Lillard situation? Yeah, you know I, I think you have a a good angle in terms of the potential of him recruiting using U, USA to recruit because I mean that was the the breeding ground for LeBron James to do it before he went to Miami. Right. Like right. that was the genesis of that three man squad with him and Chris Bosch and, and Dwayne Wade. And I think that there's quite a few players that are unhappy in their respective situations that 
could probably, I mean, the good thing about Portland is they have a lot of assets in terms of players that can help you contribute and win right now. So they could definitely trade pieces to, to make it work for Dame. The question I have is whether, is he, is he pissed off enough like Kevin Garnett to be like, I've done as much as I could have done for this franchise and it's just time for a change of scenery. I don't know that it's there yet, unless it's like a bigger market, like a New York, but yeah. There's other pieces that have to fall for that to even be attractive. Like, I don't think he's going to go to New York just because yeah. it's New York. Like, right. they need to re- reconstruct their roster, get more help besides Julius Randle there to even make it worth his while. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think CJ McCollum is a-, is a trade piece right now. I think Rocco certainly could be one. They spent a lot of money in the offseason getting these wing this wing depth, trying to improve it and only to amount to a first round exit. And mm-hmm. that's what the result's been for several years now. So is Chauncey Billups going to immediately come in there and, you know, get them to the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. Zach Collins, it just came out. He re-injured his ankle again. That dude's a wrap. Like, yeah. Their front court, Nurkic hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. And Enos Kanter's a free agent. So I think it, if there was a moment for the Portland Trailblazers to be concerned that Dame could be going elsewhere, I think it would be now. I'm just curious of how he's going to leverage that situation in the USA with the U- team USA to potentially pair up with somebody else that may cost him, you know, his ride or die, which has been CJ McCollum to this point. Um, I think that we're going to see some movement in Portland for sure. Yeah. I think there's more questions than answers right now for the Portland Trailblazers. And um, you know, like we, we talked about that. They're not, there aren't many free agents uh, this coming summer, but you know, it's the NBA. There's going to be a lot of trading parts. And, and moving parts as far as trades and things like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. As much as I want him to stay in Portland, um, my gut is kind of telling me I think he, he might be on the way out unless they land a, a, a superstar player like a Bradley Beal on that roster to pair with Damian Lillard, which, which would mean that CJ McCollum would be probably the centerpiece of that type of trade. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, so let's go to the uh, the Giannis news. So fortunately, it looks like there was not any ligament damage, which is great to hear for the NBA. I mean, to lose a superstar at this juncture, potentially for all of next season, depending on the timing of it, that just would have been brutal. So looks like it's a hyperextension. He's already been deemed doubtful for Thursday's contest. Yeah. I mean, you call him doubtful. To me, this is on the doubtful, extra doubtful side of out. You know, at this point, the way his knee bent, man, that was a that's some scary shit. And yeah, he was able to walk off the court, you know, with only the help of his brother. He came back to the bench and then he ultimately went back to the locker room. You got to imagine his swelling is is not in enough is enough that he's not going to be able to make it a full go, even if he does try to play. So. In terms of, yeah, I guess in terms of like the possibility of him coming back this series, what do you think, where do you, where do you put his, your confidence level there? Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head that they dodged a huge bullet with the the great, the, I think the best news that you could have gotten for Giannis's knee. I mean, when you watched it on replay, it looked like that it was going to be a significant injury, whether it was a, a ACL tear or something more, but for it to be a hyperextension, um, I think that Giannis and the Bucks organization should be counting their blessings. Um, yeah, I don't think that he's going to be able to go tomorrow night um, in, in game five, just the way just you said that it's a hyperextension. And some of the medical doctors that you see on Twitter that know what they're talking about, um, 
say that his playoffs may be done, but you know, we're not exactly sure what's, what's, what's the severity of the hyperextension, right? If he's going to be out a week or two or, or, or for longer, but um, I, I wanted to ask you if, if Trey's not able to go and Giannis is not able to go, which injury is more significant to that team to their respective team? I mean, yeah, it's, you know, is, is Lou will going to have another one of those playoff career games and Bogdan, obviously he played a lot better for the first time in a while because his knee injury has been bugging him. Yeah. What do the bucks look like without Giannis? We haven't had a huge sample size of that. Like for the majority of his career, he's been very healthy. So, right. And we know coach Budenholzer, isn't the man of adjustments, but you know, you're going to have to have those role players step up. I mean, you do have two all-star caliber players there alongside Giannis to potentially fill that void. But I got to think that personally, I feel like Atlanta has a deeper bench and a deeper squad to be able to overcome the loss of Trey young versus an offense that ran I mean, both offices run through those superstars, but I feel like the Bucks were more dependent on Giannis than the, the, the Hawks are more dependent on, on Trey Young. Because Trey Young's had his off nights, right? And they've yeah. still been able to get solid production out of their role players where, you know, the Bucks, you're going to see a whole lot more of Bobby Portis. You're going to see a whole lot more of, of uh, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. What's Pat Connaughton proven, <laughs> you know, right. like that much? Like, you know, I think this is where... It's going to be tough for the Bucks, man. They're already down Dante DiVincenzo. Um, this is going to be an interesting game. So, like, I know we we're, we're had a couple other topics we we're going to talk about, but let's take a quick break here from our sponsor, and then we'll get into handicapping uh, the Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in the risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bit for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer sold a $100, 175-to-1 Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference ticket for $6,250 after the Hawks went up 1-0 on Milwaukee. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25 deposit. You can use the free $25 to enter Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets $1 million. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just the NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. Go to underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use promo code SGPN for your chance to win $1 million. And lastly, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. 
The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts, so don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. So, Munaf, so being that we're talking about it now, I figured it was only yep. right we just continue the thread. Right now, Milwaukee is two-point favorites, uh, one-and-a-half two-point favorites. And, you know, they're playing at home, which is definitely something that's going to be helpful for them to get that home crowd behind them. But do you – are you confident in this line or do you think, you know, there's a lot of money coming in on the Bucks side here. I don't know that I trust them enough that it's just going to be a cakewalk for them to get a, to get a victory here. I think the Atlanta Hawks showed their resiliency and their ability to put them away. You mm-hmm. know, once the honest went down, it was a nine point game and then they blew them out at, added 10 points to that real quick. Yeah. Now I just don't know that I, I feel comfortable enough trusting Chris Middleton, in the situation to go get 40. How are you handicapping this? Yeah. I keep on thinking that that we got the news that Trey Young wasn't able to get get go or was able to go in Game Four because of the bone bruise, the injury that he had to his foot slash ankle, um, and now we have the news that Giannis is going to be doubtful. Do we think that it's going to be the same reaction that the Atlanta Hawks came out and played well at Game Four in their home crowd? Is the are the Bucks going to respond the same way as Atlanta did on their home floor? And I think they. I think they can. I think they have the players on this roster where they're going to be able to be okay without Giannis. Um, if Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are able to lead this two team or lead lead the lead the team without Giannis, I don't think you need Chris Middleton to go out and drop forty as much as you would love to have that. Um, you still have other guys on this roster, right? Uh, I. Brooke Lopez, yeah, but you have some guys on the bench. Like I said, I think Bobby Portis may have a big game. I think the one guy they probably need to start or have be one of the one or two guys first one off the bench bench is Breen Forbes because this guy can really shoot the basketball. And and we've seen that he gets an open look, he can knock it down. Coming off a screen, he can knock it down. Um, so I think beyond their home crowd, um, knowing that they don't have their best player, I think this is a time where like Paul George has stepped up in the absence of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think Chris Middleton will step up in the absence of Giannis. And you still have Drew Holiday, who's a great two-way player, a guy that's been an all-star. He still had 19 points in game four. If he can do the same thing, and I think the, for the Bucks, the focus will have to be on defense because you can't give up another 110 points to the Atlanta Hawks not having their all-star point guard and Trey Young. And I think it might be a same repeat performance of what the Atlanta Hawks did in game four. I think the Bucks are going to come out and do that in game five. So it sounds like you are taking the Bucks here. I, I do. I, I like that minus one and a half. They're being at home. Uh, I'll take that minus one and a half. Part of me, just, I just don't, I'm just not confident in it. And uh, either way, I do think, however, without Giannis on the floor, I think that this is going to open up a little bit more offense for both teams. So I see the game total at 215 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. Because I think that both teams, even Trey, without having Trey in the lineup, uh, I think that they've proven that they can get other people to facilitate the offense. And we saw the resurgence of Cam Reddish, which came out of freaking nowhere, man. Like this dude's been hurt all season long and really waiting. Everyone's been waiting to see what he can prove or what, what he can do. And he proved it. And he proved it last game because that, that dude went off, played an extreme, extremely efficient game on both ends of the ball. 
both sides of the ball, as well as they're getting their rookie involved. And, you know, I think that the Hawks are going to play this pretty well, just given the fact that they don't have to deal with Giannis. Like, I think that's just a huge bonus for them. But I don't know that I'm confident enough that with some of the things that you outlined, that the Bucks still can't get it done. So I'm going to stay away from the 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 money line and the spread and just go with that game total over 215 and a half. I think one bet that makes a lot of sense for me, and I know Zach also said this, was Bucks first quarter. Because I think we'll find out everything that we need to know about how the Bucks are going to respond without Giannis in that first quarter. So if they come out and play well, get behind the crowd, make some shots, um, I think that first quarter bet for the Bucks at home with your backs kind of against the wall without your your all NBA player, I think that's where they're going to have to step up. But uh, again, you know, we, we're not sure about Trey Young. I think it's still a questionable game time decision um, for him to be out in game four in an Eastern Conference playoff game. I think that speaks volumes of how severe the injury is for him, because we said that we saw the reports that he couldn't, you know, move very well or make the cuts that a basketball player needs to. So uh, definitely keep your eye out for uh, the Trey Young news uh, tomorrow close to game time. So if Trey decides to play, yeah, are you is does your does your opinion waver at all? I don't think so. Um, I, I'm really looking at the Bucks defense to really step up tomorrow night. I know it, it's really tough because we haven't, like you said, we haven't seen this Bucks team without Giannis. We don't have that sample. We saw with the with the Hawks in the regular season that they had didn't have Trey Young. For a couple of games, but they, like you said, they have other guys that can step up with Lou Williams and Bogdanovich who can shoot the ball well, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, um, you know, Capella, John Collins, the list goes on for, for the Atlanta Hawks. I just, I just think this is a situation. I think, you know, we talk a lot about the zigzag in the playoffs. I think this is a spot where the Bucks will, will step up at home. And um, even if Trey is able to go, how effective do we think that he's going to be? Because I think that injury is still going to be lingering him um, if he does go tomorrow night. That's fair. Yep. Uh, um, so, yeah, so let's go back to – do you do you have any props for tomorrow? I haven't hit it as much as uh, – I was probably going to throw them in the Slack channel, but just curious if you have anything off the top. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I will be writing an article uh, for player props for tomorrow night posted on our website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So uh, I haven't dug into it yet, so definitely check it out there tomorrow. I'll also post that on the Slack channel tomorrow. For sure. Be on the lookout. Munaf's still riding the heater, man. This dude's been picking him well. So we'll see how he caps and, and provides those player props for that. The Bucks team that will not have their superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo suiting up tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, let's get into some other uh, just general curious curiosity news out here. So news came out. Ben Simmons is electing not to play in the Olympics for the Australian national <laughs> team. No surprise there. He's going to be working on his skill development, as he deemed it, or his agent, <laughs> Rich Paul, said. I'm trying to get odds on – I'm trying to find his odds of what trade destinations are up right now. We'll keep but it casual for the rest of the show. Yeah. So did you see the uh, – I posted it in the Slack channel. Did you see the house that he brought, bought in uh, California? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I actually wanted to bring that up too. So thank you for yeah. doing that and reminding me. Bro, and it was it Sean that, that, that said something about – I don't see a I don't see a court anywhere in that pick, <laughs> and then I'll let you I'll let you uh, tag on to your to the joke. <laughs> yeah, so so I I posted this in the Slack channel, and then um, uh, Sean responded in the Slack channel, and he said uh, that um, 
he actually had way back in his heyday that he did construction in that neighborhood. And he said that the Kardashians also live in that area. And I was like, didn't Ben Simmons day one of these Kardashians? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, you're leaving, uh, you're buying a house in a neighborhood where you're Lexus. I mean, what, what can go wrong? That's what I told, uh, told Sean. But then Sean uh, retweeted a picture on Twitter. And I, I said, uh, I don't think that house needs any more bricks. <laughs> because he mentioned that there was no basketball court on there. I was like, um and then i think uh, our, our our man jeff fox also said that uh that something about that house being a, a glass a glass house that you know uh <laughs> it's not gonna bode well for for uh ben simmons but uh wh- one thing i did quickly want to mention that we could keep on talking about this was uh we have one of our listeners that's in australia and uh, I, i'm not i haven't got permission to use his name but um he he dms he he dms me for some questions about player props and things like that and I think this was a uh, when we had Sean on on our show, we we're talking about Ben Simmons and he was talking. He said he, he DM me on Twitter and he's like, yeah, he's from Australia. So we have a listener in Australia. And he said, yeah, Australia is disgusted with Simmons. He's got a bad reputation here for blowing off fans. And now he's bailing on the Aussie Olympic team. So everyone here has turned on him. So he has that Kardashian curse. <laughs> Jesus, man, like. So as the six, resident Sixers fan out here, yeah. you know, it's just that that's just not a good look, man. Like you say, like, I get it. You're committed to training in L.A. and all that. But like you buy a seventeen point six million dollar home and there's not one basketball court. I mean, maybe it's in his crib, but either way, based off the last three to four years, we ain't seen shit, dude. Like, obviously, yeah. even if you did have a court at your crib, you ain't using it. So, ah, man, that's just. I'm so I'm looking at some of the lines right now. I see that the field is currently plus 800 um, to where he might potentially go. But so far we have decent odds. We have the Wizards at plus 650. Okay. Now that would obviously involve some kind of a deal with Bradley Beal, which I would be all for. The Sixers are the Sixers are still the favorites at minus 125 to retain his services. The Blazers plus 450. The Celtics plus 2500. And the Bulls plus twelve hundred. So, out of those teams, man, I'm just curious, what fit do you see based off of draft capital, trade compensation? Where do you think that is actually a decent fit for Simmons? So, so read those teams off again for me. Just the teams. So we got the Wizards plus six fifty. Okay. The Sixers, the Blazers, Celtics, and the Bulls. And I'll throw out one dark horse: mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors at plus one thousand. I think for me, and I, and I said this immediately after the series was over for the Sixers, I think I, I think the Warriors make a lot of sense if you think about it. And they have the draft capital. They have assets that they can trade away, whether it's James Wiseman, whether it's Andrew Wiggins. They have the number seven pick in the upcoming draft. They also have the number 14 uh, pick in the upcoming draft. If you trade a guy like Ben Simmons, who's not a shooter, but has two great shooters, on his team with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who just has to be a facilitator. This guy, if he was on the Warriors, could probably lead the league in assists by just finding Clay Thompson on the wing or handing it off to Steph Curry to, for those three-point shots. It just makes a lot of sense. The one thing might be is that Draymond Green is kind of the facilitator there in Golden State right now. Um, but for me, if you're if you don't need Ben Simmons to be a secondary or your secondary scorer on the team 
I think it almost makes too much sense for me for him to go to uh, Golden State because, like we you mentioned, they have the draft capital. They have the a player or two that the Sixers could trade for that that might be another scorer. Um, and I think that would be a pretty good fit for him to just run the offense in Golden State. Yeah, I, I agree that that's the most natural fit. I mean, you surround yourself with real, sh- like the best shooters in the game. Yeah, that that's where he doesn't have to score. And it's not going to be he's not going to feel the pressure to have to step up and do that because that's not going to be his role. I wonder if Draymond Green would still sit would still fit within that system. I mean, defensively, I think it makes a lot of sense. But if I'm looking at the mentality and the culture of the team, Ben Simmons is not one to be held accountable. And yeah. if there's one thing for sure, Draymond Green is going to be in that dude's ass every fucking day, oh, making yeah. him work, making sure that he knows and understands what his role is and that he's playing to the to his highest extent. And I don't know that, I don't know, I feel like Draymond Green and Jimmy Butler are of the same elk of, of style of player in the locker room and their leadership style. And that didn't really go well with Ben Simmons. So I think that that would be the only hurdle that I would see unless they were planning to get rid of Draymond as a part of that. But yeah, either way, I think that that's, that's probably the best, the most logical fit. I think Chicago's interesting because Zach Levine is on the last year of his contract. So mm-hmm. the bulls may be incentivized if they know that they can't keep him. Maybe they do a little sign and trade pairing him with Vucevic, I think would be a really nice pairing Kobe white. And he's, he's obviously going to be the young, the future there at point guard and shooting guard potentially but yeah the wizards i I think would have to be some kind of a three-team trade probably with like the warriors to like move wiseman move a pick move a couple players and then send beal to philly you know ultimately ben simmons to to uh golden state but yeah yeah i can't wait till the to the saga starts man i'm just waiting counting the days until ben officially requests the trade via rich paul and then it sets off the whole domino effect thereafter but yeah and then lastly just wanted to get your thoughts on and I don't know how much credence we can really put behind this, but Skip Bayless came out with a report from a source saying that Kawhi Leonard is unhappy with the, the training staff with the Clippers. And if this source would be true, do you take any, do you have any confidence that Kawhi is actually going to leave, would consider leave leaving the, the Clippers yeah. if, say that they lose tonight, uh, right now it's tracking that way. Sure. Um, is there a chance that he leaves Los Angeles? I'm going to say the Los Angeles Clippers specifically. I mean, isn't this where he wanted to be like in LA and on the West coast, there's been so much that we've heard about the demands that Kawhi Leonard had when he wanted to sign with a team and he went out, there was rumors that he tried to recruit James Harden there at first before selling for Paul George but why, this is such a similar situation to what happened in San Antonio, right? And then eventually forced his way out of there. I mean, it is San Antonio. It's not a huge market, um, but he's he is in the, the city that he wanted to be. So I think more than anything that they would probably get rid of the, the, the medical staff and hire a brand new staff right, versus right. getting rid of Kawhi Leonard. Because when Kawhi Leonard's healthy, I mean, we saw this in game six and seven against the Dallas Mavericks that he can take over the game at any point. He's a guy that can knock down the three point shot, mid range jump shot, gets to the basket at will. And again, one of the better defensive players in our league. So um, 
now they just kind of zoomed in on his face as we're watching the game. He's actually sitting on the bench. So um, I I don't think he's going to leave. I I think that they'll find a way to work it out, you know, with Steve Ballmer, the the owner there. And then, you know, Ty Lue, I think it was a very underrated coach who's made, who's made, you know, so many great adjustments. I think this is just the perfect situation for Kawhi. I mean, where else would he go where he's, going to be number one a team that has a cap space to take him on and would still be a championship contender i don't think there's another team that comes to mind for me yeah and i i tend to agree with you man like he this is what he wanted and the only other team i could see him realistically going to would probably be the lakers but i don't think that they have enough to to, yeah trade for it make it happen um because i mean he does still i mean yeah he has a choice he has the choice to opt out but i don't think that they can make their salary cap I mean, Palenka's a beast with the salary cap, but I don't think he's going to be that good to, to be able to fit a Kawhi Leonard in there as well. But yeah, 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 I tend to, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I tend to agree that with the, with the current roster construction, if he didn't get hurt, who's to say that they wouldn't have been the Clippers potentially going to the finals here? Um, and I think if he understands that, right? Like if yeah. he's, even if he's at odds with these doctors, more or less, I'm pretty sure he has enough clout within that organization to be like all right these guys ain't it either bring in my guys or people that i can at least trust to make it happen so yeah i i have no disagreement with you there i, I don't think he's going to be moving on and i think he's going to find a way to make it work now i i mean and, and also that the fact that the, the clippers you know their team coached by a good by a good coach that's proven now i mean we've seen Ty Lue make his adjustments in the clutch like you're not going to leave a situation where you have a really good coach you have a pretty good all-star next to you and like a pretty nice little uh roster roster um roster depth behind that so as seen as the fact that they're still winning took out the the jazz without him um so yeah i I don't i don't see him going anywhere yeah and i think you hit the nail on the head that if Kawhi was playing in the series i believe that this team would be going to the nba finals right because I mean, Kawhi Leonard, one of the five best players in our league for him not to be in a series. I think that, you know, despite McKee and, and Jeff Fox hating us for what we're saying right now, if Kawhi, <laughs> if Kawhi was playing in the series, I, I think that the Clippers would be going to the NBA final. So, um, yeah, I think there's some more roster construction for this team. I think they probably need to get a point guard that they, they've wanted, um, whether that's Russell Westbrook or, or another guy to get on this roster. But um yeah, it, it just makes too much sense for him to 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 stay there and not go on another roster if you're trying to win totally. a championship. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the mode he's in right now. It's, it's championship exactly. robust pretty much for the rest of the way. So Yep. All right, that will conclude our show. Make sure you follow Manaf on Twitter, SportsNerd824. This man is constantly pumping content, man, whether it's MLB, NBA, Man, he's even getting into the Olympics, the Olympic scrimmages right now. So (laughs) there's not a sport that this man is not touching. Um, Yeah, but make sure you follow him. Check out his article tomorrow. That's dropping on the SGPN website. Give you his best prop plays for tomorrow night's game, Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. And check for us on Friday. McKee, he'll be back at it, uh, giving you the best plays for, if it could be, you know, the next game of this series. But right now it looks like Phoenix is could be punching their ticket to the finals. So with that, we'll holler at y'all soon enough. And with that, let it ride. Peace. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm